4th at 12 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, potluck and games, so don't forget that if you will. Any other announcements that I missed? Not on here. I think that's it. All right. I went with the Lord in prayer. We're going to take needs and prayer requests this morning. Uh, morning. This evening. And uh, just remember all these on our prayer list tonight. Um, continue to pray for Sister Kate's boys, Isaac and Caleb. Uh, they need a lot of God's help. And God's willing to help them if they'll let him and ask him. So let's just keep her sons in prayer. I'm sure she would appreciate that as well. Uh, for those, remember all the others, uh, Donna Phelps, and remember her in prayer. Uh, all these others are all on our list. Might be you have a need that you know about what you'd like for us to pray with you about tonight. Sister Sean. You say she's three? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, just remember what's her name, Shauna? Spell it. R-A-R-A-Y. Okay, Rayleigh. So let's remember her. No more episodes. Amen. For a three-year-old, that's got to be scary for mom and dad. And I don't know. <laughs> I can think back to when my two girls were little. Something like that would happen. It's just like your heart just, <sighs> Lord, help us. <laughs> so let's remember Rayleigh in our prayers. Just that God will just touch her body. And whatever was, whatever was causing these seizures, that it's healed in the name of Jesus and it's gone in the name of Jesus. Anyone else tonight? Yes, Sister Linda. So let's remember what's his what's his name? Jerry. Jerry. Let's remember Jerry Thurston in our prayers. Anyone else, Sister Suzanne? Remember Suzanne's son in New York. The Lord will be with him, keep him safe, keep him healthy, uh, and and help him. I'm sure they're still a lot of them still suffering from. I guess all that smoke coming out of Canada. I'm sure that's that cannot be a lot of fun. So, anyways, remember this. Anyone else? All right, let's stand together and let's take these needs and this service tonight to the Lord. Ask him to guide and direct us in all that we do and help us, Lord, just to, to open up our hearts and worship him in spirit and in truth. Father God, we come to you tonight. 
We thank you, Lord God, for the privilege and the opportunity we have to be again in your house tonight. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, we thank you for all the things that you do for us, Lord, the things that we see and the things that we notice, Lord, and the things that we don't. Father, I really believe tonight, Lord God, there's a lot of things that you do for us that we never, ever recognize or see them because you take care of them before they ever take place in our hearts and lives and manifest themselves. And Father, your loving kindness, your word declares it is better than life. And Father, we thank you for that loving kindness. We thank you for your care and your concern. Father, we just want to just open up our hearts tonight, worship you in spirit and in truth. Allow Holy Spirit to do in us and through us what he wants to do in our hearts and lives that will help us to touch our world, the, 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 our individual worlds, the, 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 our sphere of influence that we have. But Father God, that, that we have as a church, Lord, that, that's a bigger one. But Father, that we will touch the world that we have in the name of Jesus and touch them with the life and the love and the power of Jesus. Father, we pray for these needs tonight. Pray, Lord God, for Donna Phelps, Lord, for all of these on our prayer list as well. Father God, we pray, Lord God, for these uh, needs tonight. We pray for Rayleigh. Father God, we ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, to touch her. Lord God, that there will not be another episode of a seizure. Lord God, that you will touch her little three-year-old body, Lord, and top, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, touch her. Lord, whatever caused it, Lord, heal it in the name of Jesus. And may there not be another episode in her life, we pray, Father God. Your word declares that you are the God who heals us. Your word declares that by the stripes of Jesus, we are and were healed. And Father God, we claim that in behalf of Rayleigh tonight. We claim that in behalf of uh, uh, Suzanne's son as well, Lord God, that you ministering, that you that you putting a hedge of protection around him, Lord God, and helping him, Lord, while he's in in New York City, God. We just ask you to minister to them, uh, Lord. Touch uh, uh, Sister uh, Linda's request, Lord, for uh, th this this man tonight, Father God, that's had another stroke. Lord, touch him and minister his life. Touch his family. Lord God, just surround them with your presence and comfort them and envelop them, Lord, in your holy presence. Minister to every heart and every life, I pray, Father God, and touch, Lord, in a special way. Guide and direct us, Father, as we worship you tonight and as we get into your word. Guide and direct us, anoint us, Lord, that, that, that we just worship you. That, Lord, help us, Lord, right now as we begin to focus our hearts and our minds upon you when, as we sing these songs as Sister Julie and Brother Dennis lead us Lord may we look at the words may we, may we ponder them may we let your, the songs and their words penetrate our hearts Lord God and just focus on you Lord God and just put everything else to the side for just a while Father God and just focus our hearts and our minds and our spirits on you Lord God and do what you want to do in our hearts tonight we pray. All of this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
presence of God's Holy Spirit here tonight. Whatever the need, whatever the need, give it to Him right now. Let go of it. Turn loose of it. Let Him. That second verse says, clothed in rainbows of living color. Flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. Glory, strength, and honor be to the only wise king. He's our king. He's our father. And he stands more than ready to meet the need of our hearts and our lives. All we've got to do is just give it to him. And that's easier said than sometimes we, is, we do it. But he's God. He's my God. He's your God. Julie, can we do that second verse one more time, please? Think about the God that we're giving this to tonight. Filled with, with wonder, wonder 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Sister Julie. I appreciate you guys so much. Julie, I almost just, we can say we can go home now. You <laughs> I appreciate, and I know Wes say this, and I don't mean to embarrass her, but I appreciate her listening to God. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it so much. I am going to get amongst you. This this 400 miles away just doesn't <laughs> help me at all. trust these music stands you got to remember I spent eight years in band I hated getting in that you just touch them and they fall right down this one seemed like a solid one mm, this is Lord this is good Lord this is good God is good all the time, God is good. In Bibles tonight, we want to look for a few minutes at a very familiar portion of Scripture. I seriously thought about Sister Sherry changing my sermon. Posted a scripture Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure which one it was. Okay, okay, Lord, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> it's the same chapter that we're going to look at tonight, Ephesians chapter six. My wife looks at me, and I kind of want to be a little secretive sometimes. She, what are you preaching on tonight? And I said the Bible. Uh, no, I didn't. I said Ephesians. Oh, chapter 6? The armor chapter? Uh, I said, well, yeah, the armor's in there, but that's not what I'm going to preach on. <laughs> I thought about this. Don't ask me when. Uh, I think about sometimes, and, and I mean no disrespect to to any of our preachers or pastors but it's a lot of times in the middle of their sermon the Lord will give me one <laughs> so I'm going okay Lord but I thought about this and, and the more I've thought about this and, and pondered it in my heart and talked to the Lord about it I think there is part of that chapter that we really I sense in my spirit we need to pay a little bit more closer attention to it it is in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, 11 and 12. Verse 10, 11 and 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. A final word. The, the, the King James Version says, finally, my brethren. This is the New Living Translation. A final word. Uh, Colon, 
right there. And I think this is important because when Paul writes this, as he's written to the church at, at Ephesus, as far as I can tell, and I, I got to looking because I'm thinking, okay, now God, Jesus talks to the church at Ephesus in the book of Revelation, is it the same church? And I think it is. The church at Ephesus, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that lost its first love. Okay. But in reading this Ephesians and reading different commentaries about it, Ephesians is one of the more, the, the commentators seem to believe that Ephesians is one of the more positive books. Paul didn't have as much to, to talk about in way of correction as he did some of the other churches. But he finishes this letter to the church at Ephesus. And this, he says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all of the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Stop and look at this. The armor is important, church. Don't misunderstand me. I, I, I'm not making light of the armor. But I think we need to understand what I, I, I sense in my spirit that God is trying to tell us through the Apostle Paul. The armor is important, but without that first verses there, it will not accomplish what God set it out to do. Notice that he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. The King James Version, King James Version says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What's he talking about? What is Paul trying to get us to understand? The weapons that we have been given are important. What God, the armor that we are been given is important. You do not go into battle without having your armor on. Unless you're just kind of stupid. <laughs> okay? I mean, you stop and think about it. What soldier, and I was, was not in, Brother John was in the military. Uh, brother, brother, I think Brother Gerald was too. Uh, I, I imagine, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, if you walked out on the battlefield and didn't have all your armor on, you was fixing to get um, a good chewing out. And I'll put it like that. <laughs> Is that kind of safe to assume? Yeah. If you don't have it, it's not going to help you. But if we are not strong in the Lord, I, I, I picked up, it's, it was, a, I, I was going to bring it and I, far, I forgot. Y'all have seen them and y'all know I work at a cemetery. One of the crosses that they put in there and stuck in the ground had fallen over and when they start falling over stuff, we just pick them up, you know, because we got to mow around that stuff. But when you pick that up, there's a point at the long end of that cross. 
And I'm thinking about when I was a kid, those made neat swords. You understand what I'm saying? I was going to bring that. I was going to bring that sword thing. You know, I was, well, it's not a sword, but I was going to bring that because it's like I can do some damage with that sword once, maybe if it don't break, right? We as the children of God and we as the army of God, let's look at ourselves a little bit different light than just the children of God. We are the army of the Lord God Almighty. Yes, we are. Yes. Make no mistake about this. This is a battle. Yes. This is warfare. Yes. Uh, I, 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 as a kid, I loved to watch Saturday cartoons. Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. That was my show. How many times, I don't know if y'all ever watched it, or if you didn't, then I'm, you're going to learn something maybe you didn't know before. But you know, there's a lot of times when they would try to sit there and do something to Bugs Bunny's hole in the ground, and his response was, you know this means war. And that was the whole point. What is the point? How many times, church, do you and I, as we begin to fight the devil, say, look, I devil, I've had enough. This means war. Now, we understand the seriousness of our Congress and our president declaring, uh, you know, making a declaration of war. It is serious. Lives are going to be lost and, and, and property is going to be destroyed. And all kinds of things are going to happen. But church, God put us on this planet to fight the good fight of faith. But I have got to make us, I want us to, I don't got to make us, I, have, I want us to understand that this being strong in the Lord and in His mighty power is where we must start. Yes. Let me go back to that. I don't want to talk about David so much, but it seems to fit. You remember when David went and he decided he was going to go fight Goliath. What Saul do? Here, here boy, put on my armor. How bright was that? I mean, you kind of wonder, Saul, what in the world are you thinking? You're head and shoulders above everybody else in Israel, and you want to give your armor to some teenage boy? Probably the, I don't know what the, the let's call it the breastplate. Probably the breastplate was as big as he David was. David's sitting there, and then I've said this before, he's sitting there struggling with that, and it's like... You know, he's as, he's as helpless as a kitten. He, he looks at Saul, and I think he said it with all respect that he could muster. He said, look, thank you, but I can't work with this. Right. I'm going to meddle because <laughs> this crossed my mind. How many times, church, do you and I try to go into battle and we haven't tested the equipment we're using? How many times do we sit there and say, God, please don't let that happen because I don't think we can handle it. Know something. God is going to allow your faith to be tested. It is going to, there is going to be a struggle. You need to learn how to use the weapons and, and the armor that God has given you. Yeah. If you put it on backwards, what good is it going to do? You know, 
But he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. The whole key to the armor of God, in my opinion, rests with this 10th verse. We like to quote these verses, but I'm reminded of the verse that says, you know, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you are able to ask or think. And more often than not, we stop right there. You need to read the rest of that verse. Let me quote it to you. I don't know where it's at, but it's in the New Testament. I'm, I'm that close. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you are able to ask or think or think according uh-oh to the power that works in you. I thought about this. I told you I do a lot of thinking on, on, on my mower. I mean, it's, it's a big, got a big six-foot deck powered by a diesel engine. And then I said, that thing, twirl that thing in amongst the headstones and get, mow and get all that grass cut. But I do a lot of thinking. Been doing it for over eight years now. I'm pretty good at that, that mower. I can almost make it spin on its hind legs. But I got to thinking, how would the early church of Acts look at us today? How would they, how would they look at us? What would they say about us? Why is that important? Go back and look at the book of Acts, what was happening. The power of God was being made manifest in the hearts and lives of everyday, born-again children of God. Yes. It was happening through the apostles, yes. It was happening through the deacons, yes. But I believe it was also happening with everyday men and women of God. I believe they were, they were chasing the devil like nobody's business. God help us to get to the place in our relationship with Him and that strength that is in Him to the point that when we get up every morning, the devil cringes and grabs another bottle of aspirin and downs the whole bottle. He doesn't take aspirin, I know, but anyway, it's the best analogy I can come up with. What are we here for? First of all, we're here to get strong. How do we do that? It goes by, I can't remember if it was last week or how, how long, but it hadn't been two or three weeks ago. I talked about the deer, the panting after water, yeah. wanting the presence of God. That's where your strength comes from. Yeah. That's where it's got to start. I can't do it for you and you can't do it for me, but I tell you what, we can do it for ourselves and then when we get together, think how much mightier we will be. I've, it's not me. It's not the weapons. It's not the armor. It is God that causes this. He said, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in God. Right. Sister Linda Cox, can I use you for an example? <laughs> she says, okay. 
If you were to put her and I together and, and, and give us a bunch of tasks that required a lot of physical effort and a lot of strength and stuff, I probably could outdo her a little bit. She might surprise me. No, she says I couldn't. <laughs> Good for you, girl. But when we look at ourselves, when we think of who we are as individuals, but I can't do anything. I've heard that, and I'm sorry. I hear Christians say that, and I want to, Sister Carol, I want to smack them one. Can't do it, but I want to say, listen, there is always something you can do in the kingdom of God. Quit saying, I can't do anything. God is not concerned about your physical abilities, your prowess, if you don't mind my saying so. It is not dependent upon my ability and all of my intellect and all of my talent. It's not dependent upon anything except my willingness to trust God and to walk with Him and to let the Holy Spirit of God guide me and direct me by His voice and within my, as He lives in my spirit. He's my pilot, church. You leave me to fly this airplane, we're going to crash. I'm sorry. First of all, I don't have to fly an airplane to start with. And the second thing is, you know, if I'm trying to fly this airplane, it's going to crash. Right. Ask me how I know. <laughs> oh, God, I can handle this. I'm, you, know, you just hang over there and wait. I'll, I'll take care of this. About five seconds later, God, I messed up. I need help. Yeah. He's the one in charge. Yeah. He's the one making the decisions. God would not have had the Apostle Paul write this for us if it wasn't possible. Amen. That's true. Let me say this again, not just this verse. God did not have this Bible dic dictated to or, or inspired to be written just because he didn't have anything else to do. God never tells us anything in the Bible that we are supposed to do that he does that he knew we couldn't do. Right. Now he did to the extent that you can't do it in yourself. Right. Jeremiah, I believe, writes, it is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Everything and how everything, let me, let me back up. Everything that God has told us we need to be doing is done through this 10th verse. Think about it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God says, be ye holy, even as I am holy. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and you will be. The Bible says two shall put a, one shall put a thousand to flight, two shall put ten thousand to flight, three shall put a hundred thousand to flight, four shall put a million to flight. Wow. And be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be witnesses into Judea and Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and all the uttermost parts of the earth. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might.
I believe, church, if we'll understand, this is the key that makes the armor work. This is the motivation behind it. When people go to war, nowadays we use guns and airplanes and ships and all kinds of stuff. But how many of you realize that when you go to war, those soldiers, sailors, Air Force people, I mean, there's probably airmen, airmen, air people. We can't say airmen anymore. That has to be politically correct, whatever. Air Force. They depend upon the quality of what they are using to fight the battle. The quality of the armor God gives us is top-notch. It won't fail. But I have to start with being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He will teach me how to effectively use the weapon. The only weapon He gives us is a sword. How about that? It's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. He gives us communication. Praying always. Oh, really? There's, God doesn't allow rogue agents, I guess for lack of a better term. You've got to be in communication with Him to know what He says, when He says, and how He says do something. Yeah. Right. If you're strong in the Lord, you'll hear. We did a little deal. I, I, I to, hadn't, didn't think about this till just now. We had a deal in uh, BGMC Sunday. Well, this been years ago. Uh, Brother Chasen's two little girls was in it. We had, but I used Cam. You know, Cam was a, she just everything. We had a deal where we blindfolded Cam, and I stood in one part of the the youth building down there, and I would speak directions to her. Now here, no, that's all simple enough. No, it wasn't. Everybody else in that room was yelling and screaming at the top of her lungs trying to get her to do this or do that and go a different, different way. Well, Miss Cam did the neatest thing I ever saw and I, it has stuck with me ever since. She's got this blindfold on, and I'm sitting there, okay, come this way. Okay, I need you to turn to the right just a little. Okay, now I keep coming. And they kept screaming louder and louder. Cam stopped dead still. And in all of that racket, she strained to hear what I was trying to tell her. Now, I don't much you stop and think about it. you think about it that got my attention oh god how many times am i sitting there trying to struggle against the screaming of the devil and the screaming of the world and all of its nonsense when I, if i don't hear you what i need i need to stop where i'm at and strain to hear your voice and not move until i do How, that's what is that's what he's talking about. 
He understands. Here's what's the point. The point is we've got to put on all. He says, verse 11, put on all of it. According to, if you believe the pictures on Facebook and Walmart, there's a lot of people that don't, don't understand the word of going to Walmart dressed. It's like, oh my word. I don't look at them because the ones they show the, on the first page is bad enough. I don't want to go see the rest of that stuff. But church, there's a lesson for us. Don't go into battle half-dressed either. He says, put on the full armor of God. So why? You be able to get, stand firm against all of the strategies of the devil. Why? Because he's wanting you to let go of the ground that you're standing on. He's wanting to take things away from you. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Your battle is not with that knot-headed neighbor of yours. Just saying. Your battle is not with each other in the church. Hopefully, not even, you didn't even think about that. The battle is not with flesh and blood. Why? Because flesh and blood, I, I can... I think I can whoop Sister Linda. She might give me a run for my money, but I think I can whoop her. I wouldn't try. She's a lady. You know, I'd let her win just because I like her. But it's not a flesh and blood battle. They teach martial arts. They teach all these other things, which says somebody like small. I, I, can I use, Miss Bailey, can I use you for a minute, please? Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's going, oh, no, now what's he going to? Miss Bailey is not a very big young lady. She's quite small and petite and all that. But martial arts will teach her how to take down some big bad bully that wants to do damage to her in a heartbeat. It's not, y'all may have heard this. It's, I heard this a long time. My mother used to say this a lot. It's not necessarily the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. Right. Dynamite comes in small packages, Bailey. Remember that. <laughs> she has the cutest smile. I'm glad she lets me do that. But what am I saying? It is not dependent on my abilities, my strengths, my, my intellect, my talents. It doesn't depend on my, it doesn't even depend on who I know, as long as I know God. Okay? It's not a fight. Well, what are we fighting? Evil rulers. Authorities of the unseen world. Why does he say unseen world? Because you can't see them. But they are there. Make no mistake, they are there. But you know what? They're outnumbered two to one. Do you ever think about that? In the book of Revelation, what does it say? That a third of the angels went with Lucifer. That means two thirds stayed on God's side. 
Satan himself is outnumbered three to one. You want to know how I figure that? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're not fighting flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the, of the unseen world. Mighty powers in this dark world and evil spirits in the heavenly places. We sang that song, and, and that Brother Rogers explained that so wonderfully. I plead the blood. Julie, that's our fight. I plead the blood. I plead the blood over my wife. I plead the blood over my children, my grandchildren, my extended family, my church family. And I plead the blood over our unsaved loved ones. Holy Spirit, go get them. Keep, keep after them. You're working on them. We thank you for it. One of these days, you're going to make Jesus the Savior Lord of their life. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. If you're going to quote scriptures, quote the whole thing, please. One other scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Because I, th I thought about this one. I was going to wait a minute. Paul writing to the Corinthian church in verse 3. Chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Again, from the New Living Translation. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. Got that? We don't wait. Why? Because it's not going to work. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly ones. The King James Version says, we don't war as the others, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Yeah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, our weapons are mighty through God. He says, we use God's mighty weapons not worldly ones, to walk down the, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have full, become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. What's the point? This standing strong in God in the Lord is something I have to do for myself. Yeah. My wife can't do it for me. Now, if I, I, I said somebody, Brother Bonnie said a couple of Sundays ago, maybe last Sunday, he says, you know, when I'm sick, I just don't feel like I can pray as well. We may not. But you know what? You've got a church house full of people that all you got to do is call them and say, hey, I need help. And at like an army, there, there is a, I think the Marines especially are known for this. No one left behind. And I don't know if it's in the Army, the Air Force too, but surely there'll be something like that. You don't desert your comrades in the middle of the battle. That's when we stick closer together. That's when we band closer and tighter together. It's okay, Satan, come on and bring it. Because we're going to stay right here together in the Lord, in the power of His might. Yes. And you're going to be defeated. Right. 
will be what if. No, there's no what if. If we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and all of us bind together and get ourselves in agreement, it took us a while, but we finally got there. Don't lose it. Don't let go of it. Where we have gotten to as a church now, we need to stick with that and, and hang on to it. Tooth and toenail. Maybe that's not good example, but that's the best one I can come up with. Like the cat. He's on the end of his rope. He's got all, all four paws of claws <coughs> deeply embedded in that rope. He's hanging on. You and I have to do the kind of the same thing spiritually. Hang on to what you've got and don't let go of it and don't quit doing it. Right. You can't quit doing it. It's a battle. It's a war. But the key to the whole thing, and I think when Paul, I, it just kind of, you know, I've, I've, heard, I've read this, heard this thing preached a bunch of times, but that word finally, God just keeps going, finally! You know, it's like, you want to kind of think maybe Paul should have wrote it in all caps. You know, so we get it. That this was, this was an important principle, an important fact of spiritual living that we need to get a hold of. And don't go into battle half-dressed. But make sure your communication and make sure your relationship with him is what it ought to be. And you will be, as Paul says, more than a conqueror through him that loves us. One of these days when I've got a lot of time and nothing else to do, my wife says, yeah, right. I'd like to go back through the New Testament and find every scripture that uses that term through him or in him, talking about in Christ, through Christ, in Christ, and go through there. I have a feeling you could you could gain some powerful insights in Christian life. When you see it, when you're in your Bible studies, when you're Bible reading, when you read that verse or, or read, see that phrase, stop and look at it real close and see what he's trying to tell us. Add it to your arsenal. Add it to your life. Add it to your strengthening in the Lord. And we will be what he wants us to be. Yes, you let, let us pray together for a moment. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Father, for the promise. Thank you, Lord, for the reality that says we can be strong in the Lord. Because, Lord, if you're not in the middle of this with us, we're in trouble. But you are. Help us, Lord, to be strong and get stronger. Be close and get closer. Help us, Father God, to fight the good fight of faith. Be able to be like the Apostle Paul when he wrote to Timothy and said, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. And I've finished my course. Thank you, Father, that you have made it possible. You have made yourself available for us to be strong in you. God, help us to understand that. Help us to, to act on it. Help us, Lord, to, to seek and go after that.
because it's your promise to us as well. It is something for us to do, but it is also something that you have promised that you would help us to do. And I thank you for it. Help us, Lord, to take this and put it in our hearts and lives. And Lord, help us not to ever go out without our armor on, but help us, Lord, to go as when we put our armor on, before we put our armor on, to make sure that we are strong in you and in the power of your might. Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. Really haven't talked about Jesus and making him Savior and Lord of your life, but the only way to become what God would call successful. The only way to get to this place where you can be strong in the Lord and the power of His might is you, you have to, you need to give your heart and life to Jesus. He came, He lived on this earth, He, he died, He rose again, He's at the right hand of the Father. And the whole reason He did all that was so that you could have the same relationship with God that we enjoy. It's a growing thing. Don't misunderstand. It's a growing process. When you make Jesus Christ Savior and Lord of your life, you do not automatically become this super-duper high-power Christian. You start growing in it. You start developing in it. You start being tested. And as you pass that test, then there's another test later on. And in a, God kind of does it, in a, to me, in a cycle. He does it of, here's a test. You struggle sometimes to get through it, but you get through it. And then there's a little rest period, but then it's coming. And there's another one coming. It's, building, it's just like building muscle. You've got to push your muscles beyond their current ability if you want them to get stronger. But you've got to start somewhere. And that start is making Jesus Savior and Lord of your life. He wants to come in. God wants you as part of his family. He's not concerned about any what you have done, how bad you've been, or how good you've been. He just wants you to make Jesus Savior and Lord of your life. I encourage you tonight. Call upon him. Well, it's it's simple enough, but you've got to literally, you've got to really mean it from your heart. You say, you can pray that like this, Jesus, I want you to come into my life. Jesus, I want you to save me. I want to be part of God's family. I want to be part of of this group of people called Christians, but I've got you've got to be Savior and Lord first. Jesus, come in, wash me with your blood, and I will be made whole. Cleanse me with your blood, and I will be clean and righteous before God. And help me to live for you every day. Help me to grow. Help me to develop as you want me to. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, hopefully I didn't go too fast, but just mean it with your heart. Tell somebody. Let them know, Jesus became my Savior. Jesus saved me. The Bible says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. 
And I believe that you have said that. Just tell somebody. Let us know here at church. Send us uh, an email or you can find it online and things. But Or on Facebook. Let somebody know. If you need a church home, we'd love for you to come. We've got a pastor coming that we're just believing God's going to help us to grow and develop and be what we want. We, God wants us to be. We want you to be a part of that. We want to show you the love of Christ as we love you, as he loves you through us. If you don't have a church home, I invite you to come to our church. We got good folks here. Amen. Father God, thank you, Lord, tonight for this time. I pray, Father, Lord, that you will take what we've spoken. Help us, Lord, each and all, everyone to apply it to our hearts and lives every day. Draw closer. Get stronger in you so that we become a bigger problem to our enemy, the devil. Because Jesus, your word says, you came to destroy the works of the devil, and you do it through those. You said, greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father and send you the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we thank you, most of all, for the salvation of lost souls. We thank you, Lord, for the healings of bodies, minds, spirits, and souls. We thank you, Father God, for the moving of your spirit that we have experienced tonight. Go with us. Guide and direct us, but help us, Lord, never to forget that as your children, you never leave us. That wherever we go, you're right there beside us. You're taking care of us. You're watching over us. You're listening for our cry and our prayer. Father, we thank you for such blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Lord bless you guys.